Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Waiver Wire Wishlist. Happy Monday, everyone. A little bit different happening here in the Waiver Wire Wishlist. Uh, the last year and a half, you guys have been accustomed to just hearing me, you know, blabber on for 20 minutes by myself, go over my must-ads of the week. But uh, moving forward, starting with today, I'm going to have, uh, you know, one of our great contributors on each week. And this week, we're going to have Cody. Cody, how are you? I'm doing great, Nate. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just fine here. Excited to talk to fantasy football. I love the Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast on Mondays. Um before we hop into things, Cody, if someone wanted to find you on social media, where do they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, at Master Smithers. And like I said, Cody's one of our contributors. He's been with us for quite some time now, before the season started. He uh, does uh, player rankings on our website. Um, a lot of great content there. You know, he really goes in depth. He gives you a uh, a bunch of players that he likes, dislikes, and full player rankings across all positions. So make sure you check that out. You can find that on our website, weknowfancy.com. That drops, you know... Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whenever he finds some time in his busy schedule, we'll get that up there. So uh, make sure you check that out. We have some great contributors along with uh, Cody. We have Steven, who does a buy low, sell high series. Uh, we just introduced some fancy hockey content with Lenny, uh, fancy basketball and B team by myself. A lot of great things happen on the website, so be sure to check that out as well. Forgot to mention, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Every Wednesday, I am joined here with the Fantasy Fro for the We Know Fantasy podcast featuring the Fantasy Fro, where we talk about the week that was and the week in advance. So be sure to check that back out around 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on every Wednesday. And every Thursday uh, is the We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast. There you can find the likes of Cody, Steven, uh, Brian, Nick, all of them. All of our great contributors are on there. So uh, there's a different uh, group each week, so be sure to check for that as well. It's a great, uh, you know, a different change of pace for the We Know Fantasy uh, podcast family there as well. Every Tuesday night around 9 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, my streamable Defenses of the Week article comes out. Uh, like I said in the past, this used to be on the Wave of Wire Wishes podcast, but it is now found on our website, so be sure to check that out as well. And if you are someone who is a big fancy uh, sports nut like myself or Cody, um, we're looking for some contributors across all sports, including hockey, basketball, baseball, and Premier League. So if you're a fancy uh, sports nut and want to uh, contribute with us at We Know Fantasy, hit us up on social media, and we'll go from there. So it'll be a little bit different moving forward, but uh, since last week I was still by myself, I'll go over my you know additions of last week and how they turned out uh, this week. My quarterback was Sam Darnold. He played at the Jaguars at 15.62 points. Mark Walton at the Steelers. He's playing right now. I'm not sure how he's doing. Were you able to catch any of that game yet, uh, Cody? Uh, yeah, I was watching a little bit. He uh, He's getting the majority of the work. He's having a decent game. Uh, Kalen Balaj has been getting a couple uh, goal line carries, but yeah, he looks okay. Yeah, Cam Lodge was someone I was high on entering the season for some reason, but that hasn't worked out. But, you know, uh, big news, Kenyon Drake was traded this uh, this morning, so Mark Walton's the guy to own there. And uh, in Miami, uh, Ty Johnson had the Giants. He had 4.8 points. J.D. McKissick had the Giants as well. He had 3.1 points. Cole Beasley against the Eagles at 13.1 points. Kiki Kute, surprising goose egg against the Raiders. I guess they just didn't feel them. He didn't really uh, take to the field at all. And Kenny Steele's had the Raiders as well at 5.2 points. Devontae Parker's playing tonight, and Chris Hernan was out for another week with the New York Jets. So uh, this week on buys, we have the Atlanta Falcons, Cincinnati Bengals, Los Angeles Rams, and the New Orleans Saints. So keep that in mind. Remember, every percentage uh, owned that we quote in this article came from when we did a research earlier the day. So they may be off by a little bit, but not by much. So uh, ready to get into things here, Cody? Absolutely. All right, let's kick it off with the quarterbacks. Uh, we're going to go every other um, 
I'm going to offer someone. I think you should add Cody do the same. We'll go through all the positions we normally do. Just, uh, you know, a different perspective here and some more players for you guys to target. So I'll kick it off with my quarterback of the week. It's Derek Carr, the Oakland Raiders. He's only 26% of Yahoo and 18% of ESPN leagues. Uh, the Raiders have a very favorable schedule moving forward, especially across the next five games. They have the Detroit Lions, uh, the Chargers, Bengals, Jets, and Chiefs. So he's he's actually fresh off his best game of the season, going 18 for 30 for 285, 285 yards and three touchdowns, which is the equivalent of 23.4 fantasy points. I did this against the Houston Texans. Again, not a good secondary, not a good defense, really. But he's really coming on as of late. He posted 16.72 points the week before against the Green Bay Packers, which is a very good defense, a very good secondary. So I think the Raiders are turning it around here. They're doing very well. Things are clicking. Uh, it's kind of weird to say, but I think things are trending up, and I think Derek Carr is going to have a pretty good second half of the season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Derek Carr, um, yeah, he lo- he's been looking good lately. Um, like you said, the the great schedule co- going forward here. It's uh, looks great for Derek Carr, but uh, I'm going to actually go and uh, talk a little bit about who Nate has really been trying to get on your guys' rosters the last couple weeks, and that's Sam Darnold as my uh, waiver wire quarterback. Um, he's entering the softest part of his schedule here. Uh, he's got Miami twice coming up. He's got the New York Giants, Washington Redskins, Raiders, and Bengals. And obviously, none of those defenses really scare you. Uh, he's currently owned in 15% of ESPN leagues and 23% of Yahoo leagues. Um, you look at what he's done lately, maybe not the greatest numbers that. Uh, you can put up, but he's got multiple touchdown passes in two of the last three games. Obviously wasn't able to do that against the Patriots defense, but that's really not a big surprise because I don't think anybody's done that against Patriots defense so far this year. Um, he's having a couple issues right now. I guess he's got a sprained thumb, but it is on his non-throwing hand, so I wouldn't expect him to uh, miss any playing time with that. <clears throat> so to jump right into my running back, who we also touched on here a little bit earlier. Uh, my first running back I have is Mark Walton. Uh, Walton, obviously playing for the Dolphins right now tonight, owned in 12% of ESPN leagues and 26% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, he's now the lead back in Miami, it, so it seems. Uh, like we were talking about, Kenyon Drake traded to the Arizona Cardinals earlier today. Um, I'm definitely intrigued to see what kind of stat line Mark Walton puts up tonight against the Steelers. And how exactly the workload is split. Like I was saying, it looked like Pelage was getting some um, some red zone touches instead of a Walton, which you don't really like. It's not ideal, but Walton was getting a lot of work on, uh, you know, moving the ball down the field. Wasn't really giving up a ton of touches to Belage, so we'll see how that goes uh, going forward. Um, Walton is averaging four and a half yards per carry. And back in week six, he had five catches for 43 yards against the Redskins, so you know that he can... Uh, be a factor in the passing game too, which is going to help you out in PPR uh, leagues. So yeah, Walton as a lead back, you got to get him on your team now. And as a matter of fact, I actually uh, in one of my leagues earlier today, I actually had the Steelers defense. I'd already lost uh, the matchup. I would have needed like 30 points out of the Steelers defense, which I knew wasn't going to happen. So I decided to drop the Steelers defense and add Walton before he hit waivers just to kind of get him on my roster. 
Yeah, he's the guy that was I've included in this on this podcast before as well. At this point of the season, if you can go out and find yourself a running back that's getting regular touches, that's guaranteed to get touches and is a lead back, of, if that's at all possible to find the waiver wire at this point in the season, you have to do it. Uh, this is the kind of guy that you get to plug into your bye week and you, you hope and pray that he can go off for you. Uh, tonight looks like he's struggling a bit, averaging two point yard, 2.1 yards per carry. Um, I see the Dolphins are up 14-0, so maybe they'll start running the ball a little bit more to uh, – you know, milk some clock and things of that nature. But yeah, uh, you have to go out and get Mark Walton. You have to, you have to get these, these running backs, especially at this point in the season where the running back market is so scarce. You have to go out and get yourself a guy who's a lead back like Walton. Of course, Kenny Drake's out of town as well. So that helps as well. But talking about lead backs, here's a guy that the, uh, you know, seems like the entire fantasy football community was behind at the start of the season. Um, I'm not one that's high in this guy, but it's Darius Geis of, the Was- of Washington. He's owning 29% of Yahoo and 29.2% of ESPN League. So most of you are probably like, oh, I forgot about all about this guy. Rightfully so. He, you know, uh, went down uh, preseason with a with a knee injury, a uh, place on the IR. Um, he, he did practice for the first time today, being Monday, if you're listening to this on Monday. Uh, so he is in line to make that first start on week 11 where he's eligible to come back from the IR. So, of course, this is a, an ad out of anticipation because, like I just said, you have to get these running backs that are, that are guaranteed volume off the waiver wire at this point in the season because there they're very rarely are any. So Geis is going back only less than 30% of leagues. This is a guy that everyone raved about in the offseason. If you're part of the, the fantasy football community on Twitter, you saw his name left and right. Everyone, everyone wanted a piece of this guy. And Washington has been giving a ton of work to Adrian Peterson recently. So we can only expect that when Guys comes back, he's going to get this work. Because Peterson has been far, you know, he's been pretty bad. But he still continues to get these t- touches. So Washington wants to run the ball um, as much as they can without, you know, having to play from behind, which they, they, they do often. But they want to run the ball. So Guys, once he comes back, I expect him to get a, t- a bunch of touches. So if you can scoop in here, get this guy, you know, it's kind of, you know, you have week 11 and 12 of those last two weeks of bye weeks before you hit your playoffs. I don't think he's a guy that you're going to put into your playoff matchups, but he could be a guy that, you know, you play over week 11, week 12 on a bye that gets you in the playoffs, that gets you, you know, that first round bye, things of that nature. So go out, get yourself some Darius guys. Yeah, I've actually got guys. Uh, I held on to him in a league where we have an IR spot, so I uh, slipped him in there, and I've been holding on to him. Really excited to see what he can do when he comes back in that Redskins offense. But uh, my next running back that I have here is Alexander Madison, and this is a guy that a lot of the We Know Fantasy guys here have been uh, kind of hyped up in the preseason of a guy that you got to get on your roster, and. Um, I was really surprised when I saw that he's only owned in 18% of ESPN leagues and 24% of Yahoo leagues. I mean, this guy is a must-own if you're, especially if you're a Dalvin Cook owner. Um, if Cook goes down, uh, Alexander Madison is going to fill in just fine in that run-first offense of the Minnesota Vikings. He's averaging almost five yards per carry right now, and he's really excelling in a limited workload. Uh, he's been getting a couple carries a week here to. Uh, take a little bit of the wear off of Dalvin Cook, and he's he's really looked good in his opportunities on the field. Um, he he's not quite getting the opportunities or putting up numbers for uh, to consider really in your flex spot. But like I said, if something happens to Dalvin Cook, this guy you have to have, and it's better to get him early than to wait until something might happen to Dalvin Cook. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where at this point in the season, there's probably a, a, a 
position on your on your roster where you can do without a player. Uh, there's a player that will never see your lineup, so why not take a risk here at Alexander Madison, who is the backup, probably the best backup running back in the league, I would say, or one of them at least, to a Dalvin Cook who has this history of of injuries or even say down the line here, the Vikings are going to maybe save Dalvin Cook with the playoffs if they lock the playoffs up. They're a very good team. Uh, they're putting up, I think they only have two losses this season. So say they, you know, have a playoff spot clinched in week 15, 16, 17. Uh, not really 17. That's not really fancy or relevant. But you can have, uh, you know, Madison getting 10 plus carries for a week 15, 16 in your fantasy football playoffs. And, you know, we, we're all about preaching, handcuffing your big running backs, your your first round, second round running backs. Handcuff these guys. So it's amazing to see that Madison's only owned 18% of ESPN and like 23% of Yahoo leagues. Apparently these guys are on the get in the memo because Cook's probably 100% owned. So if you're a Cook owner, you should 100% have Madison on your roster as well. Just uh, surprising to see there as well. But. My second running back of the week is Raheem Moser of the San Francisco 49ers. He's owned just 6% of Yahoo and 8.5% of ESPN League. So this is more of just a streaming option for this week, or it could be for next week, depending on how the injuries on the 49ers backfield go. Uh, Speak of injuries, Matt Breida and Jeff Wilson both left uh, Sunday's victory over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Breida with an ankle injury and Jeff Wilson with a concussion. So on this short week, traveling to Arizona, these two are highly unlikely to play. Um, so this leaves, you know, Tevin Coleman, who had a four touchdown performance against the Carolina Panthers and Raheem Mostert, who has done very well in limited touches. And when he had the uh, opportunity with, uh, uh, Coleman out early in the season did very well there as well. So the Fortnite's have a style of defense that, or a style of football, excuse me, that travels well. So they can go anywhere and, and, and excel in this running game, and they do it with more than just one running back. If Coleman struggles, here comes Mostert. If Mostert struggles, you know, you have Breida and, and Wilson, but this week it just seems to be a Raheem Mostert and a Tevin Coleman. So the 49ers run the ball in 57.5% of offensive plays, which leads the NFL by 4%. That's insane. So if you need yourself a running back for this week, if you are uh, in need of a flex spot or a RB2, you have a bye week, um, things of this nature, go out and get yourself Mr. And I promise you he's going to get a lot of touches and get a lot of good chances against what is a, a very, not a very poor, a rather poor Arizona run defense. So let's, let's, uh, keep this, let's keep, keep this going. We're going to slide into the wide receivers now as we, as we went through our quarterbacks and running backs, uh, so far. Uh, I'll kick it off here for the wide receivers. We're going to go with Chris Conley, the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's owning just 3% of Yahoo and 9.7% of ESPN League. So, uh, you know, when we, when we started the season, D.D. Uh, Westbrook was the you know Jaguars receiver to own. Everyone was all over this guy when Nick Foles was there. They had this connection. Nick Foles goes down. Uh, Minshaw comes in, forms his connection with D.J. Shark. Everyone's all over D.J. Shark. Now Chris Conley seems to be that guy. Part of this has to do with D.D. Westbrook, who left the game with a shoulder injury, the same shoulder injury that you know saw him questionable coming to the game. He was able to finish that game with that same injury. So we could see D.D. out a few more weeks if he you know did more damage to that shoulder injury that, that's been keeping him questionable. But um, uh, so far over the last two weeks, Conley posted back-to-back 13.3-plus point performances, and he went for 20-plus points last week against the Jets. He's seen 14 targets over the last two weeks, and that's just second to uh, DJ Shark. Um, like I said, DD has reactivated his shoulder. We don't know how long, or if this is a serious injury, if he'll just be back next week. But uh, this is taking it. This is going on a limb, swinging for the fences here, taking Conley in your deep league. You need some help. Um, this Jaguars offense is very sneaky. You know, you, you think they're a run heavy with a 
okay offensive line. You know, you have the big name of, of Leonard Fournette in the backfield with the sixth round rookie quarterback throwing the ball, but you still have you still have a lot of wide receiver fantasy value out there, even to go three D with Chris Conley. So in the last two games as well, Conley has gone for eighty three yards, hundred and three yards respectively. Um he's he's coming on here late and the Jaguars are looking pretty good, especially in offense. I think they're a four and three teams, so they're still in the hunt. Uh, you know, if, if DD is to miss some time, Conley is a great option to plug into your flex or your wide receiver two if you're in a wide receiver three league. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm uh, going to jump in here. And my first wide receiver I have is Auden Tate of the Cincinnati Bengals, owned in 34% of ESPN leagues and 28% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, this is a guy that saw 13 targets yesterday against the LA Rams and uh, really really has been seeing a lot of targets lately. Uh, he saw 11 targets two weeks ago in, against the Ravens, and you kind of think, well, is Alden Tate still going to be a thing when A.J. Green comes back? Well, the way that he's been playing, I think he almost has to be. And uh, he's he's either scored or had 50 yards receiving in six straight games this season. Uh, and he's also seen no fewer than six targets in any of the last five games. So he's out there. He's on a team in the Bengals that are going to be throwing the ball a lot because they're going to be behind a lot. So I definitely like Alden Tate as a guy that you can grab and and uh, stick on your bench or even your flex spot on a given week. Yeah, I was a guy who was all over AJ Green beginning of the season because I thought this injury was not as good as we've as we've been we've been told. I thought he'd be back already, but he's still you know out and there's still no sign of him coming back. So although the Cincinnati Bengals offense and this team is bad as a whole they somehow continue to post a lot of the fantasy football value at the wide receiver position you have your tyler boyd you have your all on tates and um you know your john ross beginning the season now he's on ir and he's another guy alex erickson the cincinnati Bengals. he's only seven percent of yahoo and 1.9 percent of espn league so it it's uh like i said <coughs> excuse me we need to pay attention to these Bengals receivers Again, Erickson will be someone that's completely phased out of this offense if Green is to come back. But in the short term, uh, over the last three games, Erickson has seen double-digit PPR points and has seen 27 targets over, the same, over that same span of three games. So he went for 137 yards against the Jaguars in Week 7 and 97 yards against, uh, or last week, against 97 yards last week. I apologize there. And... Uh, like I said, all of the although the Bengals are deemed this awful team, they're a winless team, I believe. Uh, you know, every, a laughing soccer of the league. They continue to post these great fancy, you know, great fancy steals for us. Uh, you know, Tyler Boy wasn't a steal, but uh, you know, you you, you stole John Ross and you stole stole Alan Tate, and now you can steal er- Alex Erickson. Keep riding these guys until you know things change uh, until AJ Green comes back. And like Cody just said. Uh, you know, these players can still have this value with AJ Green coming back because they're producing at such a high level. Yeah, Joe Mixon looked good too this week. And uh, uh, finally, a uh, good thing for fantasy owners of him to see after being drafted pretty high. He uh, really bounced back against the Rams, had a nice week. So that Bengals offense, uh, like you said, the team is not good, but they're uh, kind of churning out some good fantasy performances for some of these guys. For sure, for sure. Um, th- we have one more wide receiver here, Cody. Um, I think it's your your turn here. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I have Danny <laughs> Amendola. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, got Danny Amendola here. Uh, ESPN six uh, percent or nine percent owned in ESPN, nine percent owned in Yahoo as well. He has eight catches 
each of the last two weeks. He's been seeing an increase in targets as well. Uh, 19 targets for Amendola in the last two weeks. And uh, he, as a matter of fact, you know, before uh, the last two weeks, he might not have even seen 19 all season. He He's just really kind of come on here lately. Him and Matt Stafford just kind of seem to be connecting uh, really well. And he's got a quarter of the Detroit targets uh, over the last two weeks as well. So, you know, you got your Kenny Galladay and you got your Marvin Jones, but Danny Amendola has kind of come in as maybe sort of a slot guy and has been getting a lot of receptions and uh, helping drive up uh, some fantasy scores if you have him, if you're uh, part of that 9% that own him anywhere. But he's a definite deep league stash. Uh, Looks like he's becoming a real great safety valve for uh, Matt Stafford. So, yeah, Danny Amendola, I would get him on your team if you can, if uh, you got the bench spot to do that. Yeah, any player getting twenty five percent of 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 the target needs to be owned. That it goes without saying there. Yeah. So uh, moving into tight end, I have got Dallas Goddard, and Dallas Goddard has scored touchdowns back to back weeks, and he is just flat out playing better than Zach Ertz right now. Um, the last two weeks, he's outscored him fantasy wise. Um, he's definitely a guy that I might. I'm probably not putting him out there as you know my tight end one uh but if i need somebody during the bye week i think he's a good fill-in um and you know if he keeps uh keeps up the the pace of catching these touchdown passes maybe he eventually does evolve into a back end tight end one or something along those lines but i mean uh his chemistry with uh, carson wentz right now is looking really great and like i said he's straight up outplaying zach ertz so uh, Dallas Goddard is definitely a guy. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned, but he's owned in 25% of ESPN and 20% of Yahoo leagues. Get him on your roster, and uh, you never know. Uh, he's been looking good here lately. Maybe he really does take a true uh, step forward and becomes a tight end you can play every week. How weird is it to say that Dallas Goddard is outplaying Zach Ertz? It's awful because <laughs> I've got I've got Ertz on a dynasty league, and and I just don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> because he he's he's like I said he's getting outplayed by Dallas Goddard. I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't know what the big change is. I mean, I guess there's more targets or more uh more potential. You know, Philly's got Alshon Jeffrey and and Nelson Aguilar and all these guys eating up these targets, and maybe Ertz just isn't getting what he got last year. But like I, I said it on the contributors podcast last week, Zach Ertz is a guy that set the record for most receptions by a tight end in a single season last year. And now this year he's just, it's almost like he's being phased out of the offense for some reason. It's, it's tough to watch. It really is insane. And my tight end to add this week is Janu Smith, the Tennessee Titans. He's owned 19% of Yahoo and 0.5% of ESPN league. So he's barely owned ESPN, but uh, Delaney Walker has suffered an ankle injury. And he has recently stated that, he has re-aggravated the ankle injury that kept him out of 15 games last season when he suffered in week one and was out for the rest of the year. So, you know, if it's the same injury or if it's, you know, even a, a, a portion of the injury, he could be out for multiple weeks. And uh, that being said, uh, Janu Smith played very well last season in Delaney Walker's absence, and he, he has done so already in this one game. He's seen six receptions on seven targets for 78 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the Titans are one are a team that tend to use their Titan very heavily. Delaney Walker has been an annual Pro Bowl type player there while there, and Janu Smith comes in and plays very well in his absence. So he's a guy I want on my roster, 
And, you know, there's a lot of people who struggle with tight ends at this point in the season. There's been plenty of opportunities to, you know, pick up one of these emerging tight ends off your waiver wire at this point. But if you're still a guy struggling, if you, you've missed, you know, on your waiver wire, if you continue to be at the bottom of the list, Janu Smith could be a guy to help you turn your t- uh, your season around with, with a tight end position. Yeah, I really like Johnny Smith. Um, I actually grabbed him last week in a couple leagues when I heard Delaney Walker was going to miss the game. And... uh I benched him in both leagues, and I probably should have started him because in one of them I played Ertz, and the other I played Jimmy Graham. So uh, he outscored both of those guys. <laughs> so, yeah, Johnny Smith, um, if he can come in and fill in for Delaney Walker uh, the way that he did this past week, uh, he's possibly a tight end one moving forward for sure. Yeah. Um, it, it, no one blames you for playing Graham or Ertz over Janu Smith, but it's just so weird how fancy it works out just like that. Yeah, so, about uh, it. That's it for today's podcast. Um, thank you, Cody, for coming on. I know it was a little last minute for you, but uh, like I said, moving forward, we're going to try to have a different contributor on here each week. Maybe we'll see Cody on here uh, another time before the season ends. Uh, but quick, Cody, uh, where do people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. Awesome, awesome. Be, be sure to visit our website, weknowfancy.com. A lot of great content there where you can find the likes of Cody, who does a uh, you know full um, player rankings on there every week. Uh, those come out at the, towards the end of the week, so check that out, as well as everyone else who puts a ton of work in there to help you guys win your fantasy all leagues. My name's Nate with We Know Fantasy. It can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. I'll be back Wednesday with the Fantasy Fro for the We Know Fantasy podcast, featuring the Fantasy Fro, where we talk about the week that was and the week in advance. And that drops every Wednesday. Uh, the Every Thursday, we drop the We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast, where our great group of contributors come out to talk fantasy football and give you guys different perspective and different topics to go over. Uh, remember, every Tuesday, the streamable defenses uh, article will drop on our website, weknowfantasy.com, so pay attention for that as well. Uh, streaming, streaming defenses is a great way to you know win your fantasy football matchup and ultimately win your fantasy football league. So thank you guys for tuning in as always. Um, Thank you, Cody, again for coming on, and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. See you guys later.